Knowledge Products presents The World of Philosophy, narrated by Lynn Redgrave. This is on William James, Charles Peirce, and American Pragmatism. According to the philosopher H.S. Thayer, Pragmatism was the most influential philosophy in America during the first quarter of the 20th century. Viewed against other idealisms and intellectual currents that have characterized American life, it stands out as a movement that not only had an impact upon academic philosophy, but profoundly influenced students of the law, education, political and social theory, religion, and the arts. It is, as a movement, both critical of much of traditional philosophy and concerned to establish certain positive aims, that pragmatism is best understood. It is in this respect, rather than by any exclusive doctrine, that pragmatism became the major contribution of America to the world of philosophy. Since it was founded in the late 19th century, the philosophical movement known as pragmatism has striven to integrate the life of the mind with the rest of human existence. Pragmatism is rooted in the Western philosophical tradition and particularly in the American experience. It was foreshadowed in the works of such American thinkers as Benjamin Franklin and Ralph Waldo Emerson, who emphasized the role of experience and practical results as criteria for evaluating the problems and issues of human existence. The two foundational figures in the pragmatic movement were Charles Sanders Peirce and William James, both of whom wrote in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Charles Peirce, trained in natural science, hoped to apply scientific methods in philosophy. William James, trained as a physician, expanded upon Peirce's work. James also was determined to use the pragmatic method to inquire more broadly into the meaningfulness of philosophical and religious beliefs, such as the existence of God. In the years since Peirce and James started the pragmatic movement, it has developed a number of identifiable streams. The most important of these is John Dewey's emphasis upon evaluating the results of social customs and practices. In each of the various streams, however, the important pragmatic point remains. Philosophical inquiries can break out of many complicated verbal and intellectual traps if we concentrate on the results that we find in experience. The story of American pragmatism begins with the stories of Charles Peirce and William James, both of whom were extraordinary thinkers. Both were born before the mid-19th century and both lived into the beginning of the 20th. With their initiative and leadership, pragmatism reached the status of a well-articulated philosophical perspective. While pragmatism is essentially a philosophical movement, both Peirce and James were trained scientists who brought fresh ideas to the field of philosophy, which by the late 19th century had been limited by its inherited traditions that focused either on theology or on reason. Their background in contemporary scientific inquiry enabled Peirce and James to open philosophical discussion to the insights made possible by a new mode of knowing. 
As a result, Peirce and James created a philosophical movement that became extraordinarily important. The pragmatic movement has significantly affected how Americans understand the nature of ideas and their role in human life. Consider this little story told by William James. Some years ago, being with a camping party in the mountains, I returned from a solitary ramble to find everyone engaged in a ferocious metaphysical dispute. The corpus of the dispute was a squirrel. A live squirrel, supposed to be clinging to one side of a tree trunk, while over against the tree's opposite side, a human being was imagined to stand. This human witness tries to get sight of the squirrel by moving rapidly round the tree. But no matter how fast he goes, the squirrel moves as fast in the opposite direction and always keeps the tree between himself and the man so that never a glimpse of him is caught. James converts this everyday experience into philosophical terms. The resultant metaphysical problem now is this. Does the man go round the squirrel or not? He goes round the tree, sure enough, and the squirrel is on the tree. But does he go round the squirrel? James seems to have enjoyed this little puzzle, along with the spectacle of articulate adults who could not agree on a simple way to describe the relative motions of two clearly visible objects. For James to characterise the issue as metaphysical hints that it may be insoluble as presented, and his pragmatic suggestion, a simple and perhaps obvious one, deals not with the visible facts, but with our thinking about how to describe them. James continues. Which party is right, I said, depends on what you practically mean by going round the squirrel. If you mean passing from the north of him to the east, then to the south, then to the west, and then to the north of him again, obviously the man does go round him, for he occupies these successive positions. But if on the contrary you mean being first in front of him, then on the right of him, then behind him, then on his left, and finally in front again, it is quite as obvious that the man fails to go round him, for by the compensating movements the squirrel makes, he keeps his belly turned towards the man all the time and his back turned away. Make the distinction, and there is no occasion for any farther dispute. You are both right and both wrong according as you conceive the verb to go round in one practical fashion or the other. James's solution to this small problem may seem to be unimportant or trivial. It simply untangles a verbal quandary involving a few individuals for a short time. But many other disagreements seem insoluble for exactly the same reason. The disputing parties lack a common understanding of the issue. And this kind of verbal dissonance is exactly what philosophy is often accused of, talking about talking, never reaching a conclusion. If, as James suggests, pragmatism can help us deal with seemingly insoluble cases like this one, then it might also be useful in more philosophically difficult cases. But James and the other pragmatists needed to overcome an initial problem that involves the meaning of the term philosophy itself. 
Often we assume that philosophy is the search for absolute truth, uninfluenced by mere matters of person and need, of time and place. Philosophy, in this sense, searches for truths that can be isolated from all cultural material. This makes it out of place for philosophy to try to uncover themes in the development of cultural life or in the lives of individuals. However, another approach to philosophy views it as something much more personal and cultural. If philosophy is an attempt to explain and understand rather than just to prove and know, then it can be a valid way to develop meaningful solutions to the problems of particular human beings. A philosophy that hopes to understand the past and guide the future becomes a newly meaningful enterprise. Pragmatism derives its name from the Greek term for deeds or facts, but it is not a doctrine of action. Pragmatism is an attempt to ground our understanding and evaluation of ideas in their consequences. As we'll see, pragmatism, as conceived by Charles Peirce, initially addressed only the meanings of terms within scientific discourse and related areas. But William James and others had broader ambitions, including desires to justify religious beliefs, to justify artistic experience, and to evaluate moral practices and political programs. As a philosophical movement, pragmatism must be distinguished from the other meanings of the term pragmatism that we often find in American culture. One of these is the vaguely anti-intellectual practicalism of the average person. For such a non-philosophical pragmatist, action is more important than speculation, and no time should be wasted on useless thinking. James is aware that philosophical...